Amazon's drone delivery has trouble getting off the ground. Artificial intelligence continues to accelerate with new ways to fool the public. And Apple's Tim Cook continues to hint at an AR future. These topics and more in the next episode of Today in Tech. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Today in Tech. I am Keith Shaw. Joining me to discuss the latest in tech news is Chris from behind the computers. Hi, Chris. Hey, how's it going? How's, how's life been for you recently? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. All right. Cool. Cool. We've got a lot to talk about. Uh, so let's just jump in right in with uh, Apple. Uh, and uh, there was a last week, there was a big uh, Tim Cook profile in GQ. Uh, and so this story is actually from The Verge. And um, so this was the too long, didn't read kind of version of that longer piece. Uh, basically, you know, he, again, he's hinting at an upcoming AR VR device uh, while everybody else is sort of focused on AI. Uh, Apple, it seems like they're just dropping these hints of an AR future. Uh, and so what, what, what's interesting about, about this, this profile is there's a quote in here about how he thinks that it's about communication. And <clears throat> I'm going to give you the, the quote here. If you think about the technology itself with augmented reality, just to take one side of the AR VR piece, the idea that you could overlay the physical world with things from the digital world could greatly enhance people's communication, people's connection. So again, this is sort of the this is sort of what the Meta people were talking and Facebook back when they bought Oculus. Uh, it, you know, it's about communication. It's about connection. I think what we're going to see from Apple is is going to be more AR and less VR. Would you agree? The, the, like the whole idea of like the virtual digital world, like the virtual reality, it's going to just be in video games and, and sort of things like that. It's not going to be real. If you're going to go and walk with these glasses wherever, because I'm right. assuming they're going to be mobile. Yeah. yeah. It's going to have to be more like Google Glass, but like not as geeky, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I think Apple might have more of a practical approach to this whole AR VR thing by just focusing on AR. Right. And not focusing on VR. So they might, you know, I, I think they're going to focus on more of the commercial uh, markets, maybe. Yeah. Like healthcare. Yeah. Um, architecture. It is surprising to see Apple do this because they've been such a consumer-focused company. I think the two things that concern uh, me and other sort of quote-unquote pundits that I've, you know, I read a bunch of articles, and everyone's got an opinion on this at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, B, first of all, is the cost. You know, the, the cost estimates that everything I see is $3,000. And people are saying that that's going to price out some people. Except for our friend Ken Mangus on the on the computer world. I'm shout sure out Ken. Shout out to Ken. Uh, the the second the second problem uh, is that it's going to probably geared more towards sort of the business slash enterprise, and I don't like using the word enterprise, but maybe the business. And this is where you bring up an excellent point in our pre pre show discussion. You brought up education, and I and I completely forgot about that sort of market. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's going to be a lot of opportunities in these, you know, different industries, right? Uh, healthcare, education, architecture, where AR could be a huge benefit. I mean, imagine you're you're looking at a schematic for a new building or a new, you know, uh, apartment complex, right? And you can put on your AR uh, glasses and kind of look, like get a, a real, like accurate look at what it's going to look like when it's right. done. And same thing for education, you know, like when you're, you know, depending on, you know, the type of education, it could be, like, let's say if you're in automotive or something or other types of, um, 
you know, fields, uh, it'd be, AR would be a huge benefit. Yeah, huge and, benefit. And this is what Microsoft was trying with its with its Hololens uh, for a long time. They called it mixed reality. Yeah, that, you know, and so they they were trying to get engineers to to wear these to sort of collaborate when they're designing something. Uh, you know, and you had a bunch of remote people. Uh, collaborating together and designing this in a in a mixed reality slash you know so it's a, a mix of AR and VR, uh, you know you don't hear that much about it because again Microsoft is sort of now going over to that AI side of things too they're sort of leaving the 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 VR AR stuff out of the world like again it, the 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 idea of AR for me from a consumer side of thing would be great like if I'm walking down the street and instead of using Google to figure out where to go, Google maps. So you get like, you get arrows pop up on your, right. So instead of see if, if I'm looking down at my phone like this, I'd rather have, have, you know, look ahead. Heads up display. display. Heads up display. And I don't know if anyone's ever gotten it right. Cause I think what they do is they try to, they try to project it right in front of your eyes. So it's like, it looks like this, what it needs to be is like way out here. Right, and then as I move, you know, more information comes in, and then I, I see a big arrow to go that way or this way. You know, that's what I that's what appeals to me. I don't think that Apple's doing that. I think it, it's probably going to be more to your point. You're in construction, and you've got the schematics of of the building, and now you've built some of the parts of the building, and you put on your headset is like, well, did it match? Does it match the schematic? Because right. I've 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 seen some robots that do this, like they 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 roam around and they take pictures and then they match it up to the building plans. Because I guess that's a big problem in construction is what is is the you know when you're building it, does it match what it's supposed to be? And so there's a lot of people probably just taking photos. Well, you'd hope. Those. I mean, when you hire you know professionals, yeah, I don't know anything. Should about be done it. right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like it, it should be done right. So. <laughs> I, I, I have a feeling you're speaking from experience in your your in your. I mean, it's not like they're building life. Legos, you know. They're, <laughs> I think, you know, they're more. It's more detailed. It's more than complicated that. than that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, again, I th- so it will be interesting to see if Apple can maybe tell us uh, a use case that none of us have thought about yet. I, and if they do, it's going to be amazing. I, I still I'm going to give them the benefit of being amazing. Yeah, I, I still think it's going to be a, a pretty novelty niche kind of product. Right. Even if they do get it kicked off. Right. And if they do get it kicked off, it's just going to be for businesses and stuff like and, that. And you know how a bunch of us in the in the tech media, they always sort of go back to, well, look, look, let's look at what they've done before, so to speak, right? Yeah, un- yeah. unless they surprise us. Unless they surprise us. Okay, let, let's say we have the business... Uh, Version right, yeah, the expensive three thousand dollars, right? right? But what if at the end of all it? of a sudden, at the end of the uh, <laughs> the keynote, oh, we have the uh, uh, Apple AR Lite, right, 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 and it's maybe a thousand dollars, right? You know, it's much, uh, you know, it's easier to get into, yeah, it's cheaper so, to get into. So they've, you know, some of the articles I was reading also pointed this out that initially, when there were rumors of the iPad coming out. They said, "Oh, the iPad. Uh, it's it, it, all all of our estimates is that it's going to cost a thousand dollars, thousand dollars." And then uh, you know, and when you see that price tag, everyone's like, "Okay, well, certain people will use it. Certain people, it'll just be used for work." Blah blah blah. And then when they made the announcement, it came in at five hundred. Yeah. So maybe Apple does something like, "Yeah, we know it's you know at three thousand dollars. Do they take a loss on the hardware? Probably. But what if they came in and said nineteen ninety nine? It was, you know, $2,000. Then you're like, okay, well, 
that's about a price of a high-end computer. I could see, you know, yeah. especially a Mac. I mean, you know, it, 2000, and then and then it becomes interesting, right? Well, if and you, then the, if other, you, the other thing that they, they did, I'm sorry. Yeah, and, yeah, go ahead. Uh, back when they initially did the iPhone, again, there were all these phones that were already out there. They came in, they said the iPhone, the, the initial iPhone was like, eh, okay, it's a phone. And people were like, well, it's not great. What really happened, what really made the iPhone take off was when they opened up their app store and allowed all of these app developers to, to do something for it. I could see the same thing happening with, with this headset. They come in, they go, here's our headset. And then the, maybe the following year or at some point they go, and we're going to open up an app store and you guys can, you guys tell us what, what these things can be used for. And then suddenly, you know, it's it's game on. Yeah, I, I was going to say, if, if you're an Apple user, $2,000 isn't that bad. Right, right. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, you know, no, I mean, see, seeing as how, how they price out their stuff, you know, if, if you're coming from like a, a PC environment, it's, it's, just, might it's be, the psychology of pricing. Like, yeah. You hear the word three thousand dollars, you're like, wow, that's a lot of money. It you hear you hear nineteen ninety nine, you're thinking, oh, that's not that bad. But it's only a, it's a, not exactly two thousand, right? Right, it's just below. After by a taxes, dollar. it's still probably going to be twenty five hundred, but it's not going to be thirty six hundred. Right. I don't know. It's just this weird psychology of of how they price. That's why everything is always like, it's it's not two thousand dollars. It's always nineteen ninety nine, or it's not yeah. you know, get like gas prices do that do that with as, as well. Right. So. All right, I wanted to, 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 to sort of meld the next topic with, with this Apple uh, AR, VR stuff. Um, it turns out that we found uh, some leaked photos that I, that I want you to bring up on, on of, uh, of actually at Tim Cook preparing to launch the, the Apple VR headset. Do you want to bring that up on screen? Uh, yeah. Oh wow! There's a see that it, again. I've I've time traveled to the future, and these are some of the. Wait, it's already the, made, right? Oh yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he already made it. He they've already made it. This was this was probably at a dress rehearsal for for the announcement. Um, uh, bring up a couple of other ones. Oh, there it is. And so this is the um, this is what the the thing's going to look like. The Apple AirPod VR combo with the peanut on the side. Yeah, I have no. So okay, so if you haven't figured this out yet, these are fake images. Uh, this was these are images that I created uh, with the Mid Journey AI. So again, I don't want to be accused of of you know ruining everything. But um, oh, this these are these are creepy. Um, the one on the upper right there, mm -hmm. I think it's 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 a combination of of Steve Jobs slash Tim Cook with a disembodied hand touching his his forehead. Well, especially the one on the left, you can see it's it's trying to. Paul and Tim Cook and Steve Jobs. Yeah. Okay. So I want to. If you go back to the, can you go back to the first one? Yep. I'm going to sort of explain. So ever since that whole fake Pope with the puffy jacket, yep. fooled a lot of people. Uh, I I've been really interested in Mid Journey AI because I I still think that that's a lot better than the Dolly stuff that we've been playing with before. So uh, I've I've been taking some of my extra time cycles that I have. Uh, and going onto the site and just creating some some images that pop into my head. Uh, and so the first one that I typed in was Apple CEO Tim Cook uh, shows off a VR headset. And Damn. that's when it came up with those first four images. Uh, the second, so, so, so what MidJourney is also doing now is that they have a feature called Describe. So you, if you take any photo... Any, it doesn't have to be created by AI. It could be any photo. It could be a photo of your kids. It could be a photo of you know your trip to the Eiffel Tower. 
you take that photo and you upload it into the mid-journey AI and then it will and when you use describe it'll then try to guess the correct prompt for the AI so it'll say like photo you know when I uploaded that photo it then says it gives me four options and it's like photo of Tim Cook at, you know at, a, at an event wearing a headset and it gives you four different options so then if you then press another button to then and then you use the imagine prompt it then creates that image based on the AI prompt okay you still with me yeah so yeah. It, then you get another four images and that's one and so and then and so on and so on and so on and it's almost like photocopying a photocopy if you keep doing it you keep you know upload you know Uploading, learning, uploading an evolving. image, get the prompt, use that prompt, get four new pictures, take one of those pictures, yeah. upload it again, get another prompt. And at some point you get like, this was only two to three iterations when I actually got the image of the potential fake uh, VR, you know, Apple VR thing, which right. with that, with, and then again, with that weird peanut looking thing on the right, it could be a giant toe. Uh, it looks like a toenail. It looks like a peanut. Yeah, like, I have no idea. I just at that point, that's your clue. It's like, okay, that's that's got to be fake. Yeah. Um, but I mean, none of those other. I mean, if you saw any of those other images, I'm pretty sure that the, the Apple is not going <laughs> to have an iPhone on your head. So no. I'm pretty sure that's not what their headset's going to be. Um, but I mean, at quick glance, maybe you could fool people. But again, I I, I didn't I didn't do this to just to try to fool people because again i could have put this on twitter and, and caused and gotten a bunch of hits for it but i did not so um so don't come after me that was all fake but <laughs> and again and it's and you know we're seeing in the news this week there's even more of these ai faked images um so we've had the pope we've had the some of the some of the donald trump the fake arrest one uh uh elon musk there was a twitter photo of him holding hands with GM CEO Mary Barra, holding hands, and it's very you know, convincing. It looks well, yeah. And real. of course, Elon Musk is the head of, of Tesla, so GM would be their competitor in the electric vehicle space. Um, so the best part about this is is that then Elon Musk found this and then he made a comment and it was like, oh, I wouldn't be wearing that, right? Or what does he say? Or is that maybe on the other the other image? He, he basically says, I wouldn't be wearing that outfit. It's like, okay, well, I think you're missing the point. Yeah, also, I never wear that outfit. Um, so it's not, it's, it's still going to happen. And we're in just, you know, we're now in the second week of all of this stuff. Yeah. Oh, I'm just looking at the other comments here. Huh. Yeah, they're going to have to find a way. I mean, did it? Did Twitter uh acknowledge that it was fake well the story that i just popped up was a reuters fact check it was okay so it was so, done by reuters yeah it, it wasn't done by twitter yeah i don't so that little thing underneath i think that's a twitter warning right oh i see okay so at least at least twitter understood that it was an ai image yeah they're gonna have to like you know yeah like every image that you see on a website now it's going to have to have an image it's check. It's going to have to have sort of some sort of image check. Just, you know, otherwise you're going to just be fooling people. And, you know, and it's not just Twitter. It's going to be every site that publishes something. It's going to be every social media, Facebook and uh, Instagram and all of it. Because, again, the, when I got fooled by the fake Pope, 
uh, photo, it was on Instagram because someone all, you know, because what you do with Instagram is you take a photo and then you throw headlines on it and add right. music and, you know, you sort of remorph that into an, into a new thing. Um, does that new image then have to be checked? I mean, it's, it, I don't, I'm not going to trust any images from here on yeah. out, basically. I, I'm going to, I'm going to go out on a limb and make a guess here that I think soon, you know, soon, maybe in the near future, there's going to be some policy passed saying that any sort of media assets or whatever that go up on the internet is going to have to have some sort of like digital signature attached to it. Yeah. That way internet apps and, and sources can run these assets through and be able to pick out, okay, what, what were the things that were generated from an AI algorithm or something? I, I have a feeling that that might happen soon. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, you're just going to see more of this. Yep. You're going to see more faked images. Like of, again, we're in that wild you know, west. I, you know, we're in the wild. We're west in the wild, wild see west. What, see, see what throw throw something on the wall. See what sticks. Uh, interesting. There was a Wall Street Journal opinion piece that asked a bunch of students to sort of comment on this whole deep fake uh, images stuff and. There was one comment that I really liked from one of the students who said, the rise of deep fakes could lead to a rise in NFT use to authenticate videos or photos on sensitive topics since they can't be copied and are easily authenticated. Hmm. So could we actually see the resurgence of NFTs or at least find a good use for them? As like a form of security. As a form of security and then sort of blockchain it, you know, add blockchain into the whole thing so that you know that the image that you're seeing, if it's on the if it's online, is the true image. You can't alter it or change it. Um, although, could you could you NFT a fake a fake image? I have. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, again, that's, I have, that's way over my head. Yeah, but, way over my head. But they're head. also saying for then, like for content for like entertainment, TV, movies, you could then blockchain it in NFT, and that guarantees that this is a real movie and entertainment and can't be copied, can't be modified, that kind of stuff. I mean, yeah, it's a possibility. So. You know, hey, good. For, I, I just thought I found it was an interesting comment about. Um, well, it is, and it's it's that's that's us. I mean, that's a good example of thinking outside the box. Yeah, like yeah, okay, that that could be a plausible a plausible uh, solution. Yeah, and, and again, with this whole wild west sort of idea, you've got all of these people doing weird stuff, and. And then someone goes, oh, that's, that's a problem. We should have a technology that, that you know, identifies or fixes it. So maybe if it wasn't for these people doing the bad things and the, the trickery, maybe you wouldn't get that technology that could then validate it. Like if we were all you know, super nice people and didn't have a, a bad streak in us. True. So um, speaking of AI, I want to go to the next, the next thing I want to talk about is this... Um, Instant videos could represent the next leap in AI technology. This is the, the New York Times. So we've now, we've now seen a lot of AI images that look really good. This is a video. Uh, this is an artificial intelligence generated video. video. Yeah. And it looks like a GIF slash GIF. It's clay, it looks or, like claymation. It looks like claymation. So the you know the New York Times did a, a profile on this company. Uh, the the startup is called Runway AI, uh, and basically uh, you type in a text prompt and it generates a small little video. And I think again, since this looks like a GIF, it, it it's only you know it's just repeating itself. It's possible that this video then turned into a GIF. I, I'm not I'm not completely sure, um, but obviously you can tell that this is fake, right? Yeah, or a very uh, poorly done claymation. Reminds me of Gumby. Yes, and this is the, uh, the and again, I guess the, the prompt here was a cow at a birthday party. So I don't know why I decided to add a dog. Uh, the candles look kind of creepy. 
if you want to scroll down to the next the next version, uh, the next one that they did was, uh, this is a dog. Checking out his phone. A dog with a cell phone in the park. Checking out his TikTok. Um, the, the, you know, video didn't get the, the hands right. I think AI still, even AI images still have a problem with fingers. Just like cartoonists have, you know, for, have for the past hundred years. It's very hard to draw, draw hands. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, we all know that dogs don't use cell phones. And they don't have hands. Because they use, they, use, they use tablets. Everyone knows that. And the last one is a, uh, a, tranquil, a tranquil river in the forest. Um, I mean, that's cool. This it's just more, makes me think of B-roll. Like, yeah, this is just... It's more illustrative. Yeah. Right? It's like a moving painting. So now, before you start, before anybody dismisses this, this is what I wanted to point out. This is what, this is what AI still images look like last year. So it only took a year to get from, you know, clunky, weird-looking images to the parts now where we're fooling the, the general public over the Internet. So if, if it's, an, you know, let's give it the benefit of the doubt. Maybe in another two years, video-generated AI will, you know, and, and then again, you start getting into the whole deep fake stuff, you, you know, of, of actual celebrities. But video is harder to do than, than uh, images. Yeah, I mean, if... It's scary to think because if if we're if we've gotten this far in this short amount of time, it's kind of like okay, what what can we do next? Like what what's actually within our reach in right. the next two years? I'm glad you asked because we've now done images, we've now talked about video, and now the third aspect of the multimedia landscape is audio. Oh well, that's easy and so easier. Easier audio is definitely easier. And so there were a couple stories that, that, I, that, that piqued my attention this week. The first one was uh, the, from uh, CBR.com. The Mandalorian's Katie Sackhoff is open to Bo-Katan's voice outliving her through AI. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, she's, Bo-Katan is in The Mandalorian, uh, Star Wars property. And she basically said that she has no problem uh, with Lucasfilm using her voice via AI uh, just as long as her family and the estate gets paid is basically the one condition that she had. And you and those I, are good conditions. Those are. And, yeah. and you and I were talking about this before. And I think the I think James Earl Jones's voice for Darth Vader. Yeah, he's, he, he's allowing them to, to clone the voice as well. Exactly. Yeah. He, he's had his uh, his voice sold. Or bought by yeah. Lucasfilm or whatever. Yeah. Or Disney at this point. Right. So you don't have to actually then, inter- you know, hire an impersonator to try to do a new voice. You, you know, you can just basically use and clone that voice. Right. And I'm pretty sure, um, what was the, the Obi-Wan Kenobi TV show? I believe Did they already voice, do it? Yeah. I, I believe so. I could be wrong. Okay. Keyboard warriors out there. <laughs> uh, but also, I mean, if we look at Luke Skywalker and... Um, what season was it of The Mandalorian? They they used his voice in, in The Mandalorian. Um, right. And I think, um, I think, I don't know if, if they needed to have the rights to his, his likeness and image when they, you know how they deep fake, they, well, they used, you know, CGI oh, the, basically oh, the de- to deep fake them. stuff? Right, yeah. the de-aging to make them look yeah. young. Um, I, don't, I don't know about that. And, and that begs the question is like, okay, if we, if, if, for example, let's say 
you know, we bring Stan Lee back. Yes, this from was the dead. this is yeah. We, right. we were we were thinking about like current celebrities that would authorize it that might be getting old, and you want to have their voice live on. You know, like Indiana Jones, Harrison Ford is a great example of that. Yeah. If you wanted to make a new indie, you know, indie six, indie seven, indie eight, indie ten, whatever. But um, well, like bringing back Stan bringing Lee, bringing back dead celebrities, uh, right? And you brought up Stan Lee, and I was like, I'm all for this. Yeah, you know, bring back his cameos, you know, um, make the Marvel comic universe uh, great again. I don't know. MCU great again. <laughs> I don't know. It's but, a, well, yeah, I mean, but but then right, you know, right when we were discussing this, then today in the Wall Street Journal, um, apparently they're already doing this for audiobooks. And so they, uh, there was a, an actor named Edward Herman. You probably recognize him. He was always like... I, I, I remember this guy, but he's been dead for 10 years, but that's not preventing uh, companies from using his voice to audio, you know, to basically narrate audiobooks. So, because he had such a good voice. Yeah. So, who is this again? Actor Edward Herman. Um, oh, boy. What can oh, I, I. Oh, right here. Yeah. They got a picture of him right here. That's, that's when he was older, but he's probably more recognizable from his younger. He's one of those character actors that you always recognize. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Now, is it troubling? Is it like, as long as you pay them, I think I'm fine with as long as you pay them. Like, if anybody wants my voice after I'm gone, yeah, as long as you pay me yeah, or so pay my family. Exactly. So long as it gets passed down, right? Yeah. It could get, so I'm sure that they're going to be working on the, the legalese part of, of all of that because Hollywood generally doesn't like to spend a lot of money if they don't have to. Yeah. But will the AI be good enough to reproduce... Uh, what's his name? David Attenborough, who does the uh, is that the stuff from the BBC? Yeah, you know the the, the nature films, animals in the Serengeti. You know, like he does, and he was the guy. His VO wasn't was it was he the guy that was in Jurassic Park? Or was that Richard Attenborough? That's, He's, that's his Richard. brother. Okay, yeah. Let me let me actually let me just look it up real quick. Just make sure I have this right. I always mess up those two, and I always mess up Bill Paxton and Bill Pullman. The, uh, yeah, David Attenborough. Okay. Uh, senior like manager. again, yeah. we should make sure that Morgan Freeman as well oh that too yeah you know let's 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 make a deal for morgan freeman right now L- license all their voices yep like give the, them the, the money give the estate the money the infinite money making uh um business model right there just license people's voices right don't don't Easy. don't let any new actors come up with with we with don't need voices. new voices we don't, no we let's just stick with all the old it's it's iconic and again maybe maybe that's the proof that we actually are living in the matrix because the matrix was just a certain set of time between the you know the 90s and now i mean hey maybe we're making the matrix right now we're building it right now bits and pieces Bits and pieces. Maybe somewhere I, you know, my body is lying in a in a battery tube, and aliens are harvesting my energy. Wait, hold on a second. Wait, is that Where, how it works? Where's my aluminum foil? <laughs> Did you take my my roll of aluminum foil? Yeah, we 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 have a budget for tin foil hats around here. It's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. So so that's all the AI stuff. I don't want to talk anymore about AI stuff. So let's go to our last thing, and and this is this is amusing. I think for for both you and me. Um, you know, Amazon is struggling with its its drone delivery program. Uh, there's a great article in Wired that that basically tells about all of the problems. Now, this is it's been 10 years since Amazon's Jeff Bezos went on 60 Minutes and showed everybody the future of of you know package delivery was drones. 
And so now 10 years later, we get videos like this of the Amazon Prime drone dropping its package uh, and then flying away. And and this is intentional, by the way. This is, I think, how it's supposed to work. Here's another one. It just drops out. Yep. Drops. Oh, and then it's windy. There goes the box. You're like, okay, it doesn't make a clean landing. Now, you're, you're speculating that there was nothing in that box. I mean, I, it didn't look like it. I just think that they were probably delivering like a toothbrush or something that was really light. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. And then when it drops from that height, you, you from that height, you can't deliver anything fragile. fragile nothing fragile. No matter how um, much bubble wrap you put into it. Right. Yeah. I so I don't know. I look at this and I'm like, yeah, that's cool, but I don't think they're gonna be able to scale the way they want to. That's the this. so that's the one of the problems that they're having is that they are, you know, they have to have flight observers. They have not achieved what is called uh, BVLOS or BVLOS, which is beyond visual line of sight. There are companies that have achieved that they get special exemptions for that Mm -hmm. uh, because they've got software and technology that can basically make these drones fully autonomous. So you don't need an observer in the sky. And the FAA has granted a lot of companies this. But for some reason, like Amazon continues to struggle. And I guess there's been a couple of crashes that haven't hurt anybody. But, you know, I I don't know if it's because they're Amazon is insisting that they know best in terms of the technology. They should go in and look at third-party automation, autonomy software providers that can that can do this correctly, because otherwise they're never going to scale. Um, but again, a lot of the drone delivery stuff that you're seeing currently, there are three or four other companies, and I think we we brought this up. Maybe there was a on one of our other episodes, there was a company called Zipline, um, and Mark Rober, who's a very famous YouTuber. Uh, did a, a video about their drone delivery, and they've redesigned their drone, and it flies into a little chute and then spits out its package, so that. And then what you got to throw it back up or something? No, then, or? then it automatically flies away from this little chute thing that that comes out. I've seen ones where there's a tet, so it stays up in the air, you know, and then a little tether rope comes down and then drops the package or or sets the package on the ground, yeah. so that the, the the drone never has to land. Um, you know, you and I have joked again. This was ten years ago. Everyone was talking about well, if you know these people out in the in the west would be like, well, if 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 anything, if I see a drone on my property, I'm going to shoot it. That's a really bad stereotype. <laughs> It's good, tar- it's good target practice right there. Yeah, you know, and you, so the, or or bored teenagers hanging out at school. It's like, yeah, they're they're gonna try to knock it down. And, and so I don't know. I mean, I think you can't get to a future unless you have a lot of missteps right. along the way. And so maybe this is just another sort of misstep. But given the fact that all of these tech con- tech companies have done layoffs lately, publicizing something like this is not great. For the company, it might be you might have to see another leap in technology at some point. Um, it means that next week I'm not going to be getting my my toothbrushes delivered via drone, especially with my house. Yeah, you know I'm out in the country, but you know it's going to be vans and it's going to be human drivers for for a long time. I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's but, cool. but good for them for trying. Right, right. So. Any final thought? Oh, uh, food delivery? You you in favor of that via drone? No, not if it not, drops. Not, if it drops not at all. <laughs> um, I think that'd be a bad idea. Yeah, very bad idea. Even even regular delivery, food delivery, whether it's via like a teenage driver driving the the pizza to your house, or if it's a you know was it DoorDash or Uber Eats, like there's a lot of people that do that and and are willing to pay that price but i don't know how hot is that food when that comes to your your, your door like 
you know, you, sometimes you're even even if I go to a drive-through and then come home, like drive-through food is not as good as when you just sit there and eat it in the restaurant. It's not. Yeah. So maybe the, and there are some smaller examples of where drone delivery can help, like um, medicine delivery in rural areas. You know, so I think I don't think drones are going to go away. Um, and I think drone delivery might be in, in a case-by-case basis, but it's probably not going to be mainstream for a while. Because again, you know, and I think a lot of the concerns with the Amazon ones is the noise. You have to make sure it's really quiet or otherwise you are going to be annoying people. S- and, stealthy drones. Yeah. Like, like, like the invisible like cloaking type technology or no? Even scarier. Did you ever <laughs> see the movie uh, Ready Player One? Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. Okay, so their vision of the future, this was the whole virtual reality metaverse type things. But in 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 the real world, when they did the, the whole real world stuff, there were drones delivering things all the time. And, and, and they did a great job of, of having this like white noise drone sound. It was like in the background while they were showing those scenes. And I was like, wow, if I lived in that future, I would probably want to take a baseball bat to some of these drones. So imagine like everyone's getting a delivery. I'd be like, I, I, I couldn't yeah. deal with that noise. And so that's, you know, noise is an issue. That it's, it's something we're going to have to watch. I mean, uh, when you brought up the story today, I totally forgot about it. The fact that Amazon yeah, that you, pitched yeah. it 10 years ago. And again, because they, they just have fallen behind some of these other companies that can either start smaller and are not as big as, as Amazon. And it, it, it's possible that Amazon has this hubris of thinking that they're going to do it the best way or the, you know, they don't need the help of others. I, it's almost like this is a startup thing that can grow and maybe you'll see Amazon just buy some of these other companies and, and maybe integrate that in. So who knows? So, all right. That is, we are caught up on all of the news for at least the ones, the stuff that interests me. <laughs> yeah, that, that pretty much sums it up. All right. Good to see you, Chris. Yep. Same here. That's all the time we've got for today's episode. Don't forget to like the video, subscribe to the channel and add any comments that you have below. We uh, always answer all of the, the fun comments we get. So join us every week for new episodes of Today in Tech. I'm Keith Shaw. Thanks for watching.